Welcome to Rocking Our Prize. I'm your host, Dr. Alice Evans. Now, I want to talk about corruption and votes for women. So, an astute listener recently asked me a very good question. If brothers of Italy have come to power due to economic frustrations and patriarchal nostalgia while female mayors are attacked, then why are they led by a woman? Good question. Well, here is my suggestion. Italian politicians are widely distrusted, suspected of embezzling public funds and enriching their cronies. Women, however, are often stereotyped as less corrupt. Together, these perceptions may help explain why patriarchs cheer for Giorgia Maloney, who presents herself as woman, mother, Italian, Christian. A wealth of evidence from the US and Latin America likewise suggests that when voters are concerned about corruption, they favour female outsiders. So let's break this down, starting with perceived corruption can shape elections. Italians and Latin Americans think that corruption is very high. Uh, if you look at the Corruption Perception Index for last year, you'll see they, they score dark red. This appears to have impacted their elections. So the Clean Hands investigation in early 1990s Italy uncovered widespread corruption. 23% of parliamentarians were charged with corruption. 75% of the members of the two incumbent parties were found to be corrupt. Corruption was a major public scandal, amply covered by newspapers, television and radio. Many voters lost trust in government and increasingly favoured populists. Operation Car Wash over in Brazil exposed massive bribery at Petrobras, the state-owned oil company. Presidents, governors and businessmen were all in cahoots. Over a thousand warrants were issued, hundreds were arrested. Voters lost faith in the incumbent Workers' Party. Seizing this opportunity, Bolsonaro positioned himself as an outsider, promising to combat corruption. So, when voters are concerned about corruption, they want leaders who will clean up. Okay, now here's my next claim. Women are often stereotyped as less corrupt. In the USA, female candidates strongly reduce suspicions of strong electoral fraud. 70% of surveyed Brazilians believed that more women in politics would promote greater honesty. In Mexico City, over 50% of women said that women leaders are more honest. Respondents to an MTurk poll likewise predicted that police corruption would be reduced by hiring more female officers. Gender stereotypes seem to impact behaviour. Female procurement officers in Italy are 34% less likely to be investigated for corruption. They are presumed to be wholesome and pure. Now, distrust in government is associated 
with support for women leaders. Nearly half of Latin Americans have very little trust in their national legislature. In Paraguay, it's as high as 77%. Public sector corruption is also seen as pervasive. 94% of Argentinians believe corruption is common. In Latin American countries, with strong distrust in legislatures, political parties tend to nominate more women. Kendall Funk and colleagues show this holds even controlling for party ideology, quota laws, women's existing representation and proportional representation. Corruption also affects voters' preferences. Latin Americans who distrust their governments tend to favour female leaders. In places where there, are mo- where there are weak checks and balances and corruption is more down to individual integrity, then voters may want women. Media companies may reinforce these perceptions. So Slovakia's newspapers have tended to portray female candidates as much more communal, that is, selfless, compassionate and cooperative. In the wake of massive corruption scandals, Kaputova was portrayed as a decent outsider who could bring about political transformation. She was subsequently elected president. Now, these effects are strongest in countries where women are political outsiders. So distrust in government is only associated with a preference for female leaders in Latin American countries where women are untested outsiders, occupying less than a third of cabinet seats. Above that threshold, distrust no longer breeds female favouritism. So it may be... Only in patriarchal countries where female representation is low and women are stereotyped as perfectly innocent that perceived corruption fosters votes for women. So once women come to power and fail to quell corruption or even become personally complicit, then these stereotypes dissolve. Voters realise they're equally corrupt. So there's probably and don't quote me on this, a Goldilocks level of patriarchy, right? So that sample was from Latin American countries, which is one of the most gender equal regions in the world, right? So under more male dominated institutions like Egypt, Russia and China, those obstacles may be insurmountable. Now, once in office, women appear to be punished more harshly for corruption. So male politicians are systematically more likely to survive corruption scandals across Latin America, the Philippines and South Korea. Ryan Carly and Natal find that men are typically exonerated. In Brazil, for example, Lula da Silva and Dilma Rousseff presided over massive corruption scandals. Yet Lula was re-elected and Rousseff was unseated. In Malawi too, Joyce Banda paid a heavier price for corruption scandals than her male predecessors. Terror attacks have a similar effect. They hurt female, but not male, presidents. So in some, it seems that corruption, combined with gender stereotypes, seems to benefit women candidates, but only before they gain power. Okay. Here's another variable. Only in democracies does perceived corruption elevate female leadership. So women are much more likely to serve as finance ministers when corruption increases. But this effect is strongest in countries with free and fair elections or presidential systems. 
under autocracies, voters' stereotypes and preferences make no difference, right? Because they're autocracies. Cross-national research by SRA and Schwind Bayer likewise find that the link between corruption and women's representation is strongest in countries where there is a high chance of corruption being detected and punished by voters. So where press freedom is low, the association between corruption and female leadership is zero. So what does this tell us about patriarchy? Well, Recent research on corruption and gender, which I've summarised, has actually rocked my priors. It indicates that the reasons for rising female leadership could actually vary around the world. So female representation has soared in Latin America. It has not only converged, but actually outpaced Europe. Now, this could reflect rising female labour force participation, as well as feminist activism for gender quotas, But then what about endogeneity? Why was that activism successful? It's not that Latin Americans are super woke, right? 40% of Mexicans think a man is justified in beating his wife if she is unfaithful. Europeans are much more likely to endorse gender equality. Latin American female representation has risen despite strong machismo. One possible explanation is that ongoing democratization has enabled media to reveal corruption scandals, cultivating support for female outsiders who are seen as more virtuous and likely to clean up. And I think there could be similar dynamics in Eastern Europe. So the story could be that the drivers of rising female labor force participation could vary worldwide and corruption could be part of that picture. Thank you very much for listening. I'm Dr. Alice Evans, and I'm wishing you a lovely day.